Welcome to the Practice Advantage Podcast. I'm Dr. Justin Manning, and here on the podcast, I interview experts from within and outside the eye care industry on the business management topics and advice that matter most to you, your practice, your patients, and your success. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Practice Advantage Podcast. On this final episode drop from the PECA annual meeting in Nashville, Tennessee, I'm happy to share a listen in to Shauna Harrington's Sourcing and Retaining Top Talent. Hey, thank you so much, Michael. Welcome this morning. I know how hard it is to come to these things after a fun night. And who had a fun night last night? Okay. So remember that energy last night? Okay, I want to see that today. And it's not just going to be right here, because I have energy for days, but I'm going to need that from you. So that said, this um, session will be highly interactive. So I've seen some people in chairs, and some people are already okay to stay in there that we've talked to. But if you're in chairs and you really want the most of the session, I would encourage you to come up. We're going to be writing and doing some fun things in just a minute, and you're going to be one of sitting, sitting by someone. So we have plenty of chairs all over. Those in the back seats, please come up to a table. That would be great. So with that said, um, I'm super excited to be here. Um, I've been training doctors for about 14 years and students, and we like to have fun. I am HR, and sometimes people think HR is no fun. I'm a little bit different. So hopefully we will have that fun today. With that said, um, I mentioned earlier this is interactive. That means when I ask a question to the large group, I need someone to shout it out loud. We do have some two roving microphones if um, people want to say more, because again, we probably have a lot of experts in this room on this topic. You owe me a candy bar. Um, So I encourage, this is all about learning, not just learning from me, but learning from each other, okay? So that's why I'm encouraging those that are in the back in the seats to come up so you can learn from your peers here as well. With that said, I also come with a warning. Um, I am not shy. If anyone saw me at the front of the concert last night, that was me. Um, And I sometimes can be very direct and very transparent. So if we're talking about something and you think I'm a little rough around the edges, just live with it because I'm just trying to get you the information that you need. You don't have time to worry about all this HR stuff, right? Um, so I'm just going to get you the information that you need and we're going to move on to the next topic. So if I offend anyone, I'm apologizing in advance. I'll try not to do that. With that said, quick little survey here. Uh, let's see a show of hands. I can honestly say that I need some help getting all of our staff to be engaged, more jazzed, and more productive at work every day. Raise your hand. Okay, I see a few people that didn't raise their hands, so I want to hear from you today about all your ideas of how you're doing that, okay? Um, This is a really valuable tip, and just visualize this. Um, Every single person that you meet has a sign around their neck that says, make me feel important. Now, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but I'll I'll refer back to last night again because it's so fresh for us, but that band, I, I don't know about you guys, but I thought they were awesome, okay? And did you notice some things that they did? How did, they, how, did they, how did they relate to this? What did they do? Just yell it out. This is where the interactive part comes. We only have an hour and a lot to get through. So what did they do? They interacted with the audience. They had that communication. What else? They acknowledged each other. What else? Bring it on. They had eye contact. They were telling stories. They, you know, they were really making us, made me feel special. Okay. Now, if you're in the rafters, I don't know, but a lot of the people I talked to said that was one of the best parties I've been to in a long time. 
And I think a lot of it had to do with the band and how they made us feel as an audience. So the reason why I bring that up, I just want to make sure that you're connecting that when we're working with our teams or anybody, it can be, any of this can work with the at home in our personal lives too, whether it be our spouse or our kids, make them feel like they have that um, thing around their neck to make them feel important. All right, so here's why we're here. Um, a lot of um, companies might try to sell you a lot of stuff. Today, I'm not selling you anything. I'm gonna give you some no-cost and low-cost ideas of how to source and engage your employees. Let's go ahead and define what that is. Sourcing is really going about finding those people that we find for our practices. Retention means we are keeping them. So they are hard to find, right? And then once we find them, especially if they are those stars, we wanna keep them. So how do we keep them? And um, again, with my history of working with ODs, some of the biggest challenges are, I have a small practice or a large practice, I can't offer the benefits that BSP or IBM or Google does. Um, I don't have the, the budget. We have a small staff, nobody wants to come work for us, we're in a small town, what do we do? So hopefully today, I will give you some ideas where you can walk away from, um, again, ideas from each other or ideas that I present to you, and we're gonna be rolling through it really quick today. Um, you do have a handout, and almost all of this is in your notes, but I'm not letting you look at that today, Beverly. What does it say on the front sheet? It says, don't peek. Okay? All right. So we're going to have some fun in just a little bit. Here's some things you're going to learn, how to find qualified candidates, how to keep them, and maybe how to be an employer brand uh, that employees, people want to come to work for you because they've heard so much great things. You may not have the best benefits, but you know what? You are a cool person. You guys have a very specific role as leaders within your practice. And I'm going to put this onus all on you right now because as human beings, we like to point the fingers at other people. But I'm telling you, you have the most power in your office to make a difference. And that's in that leadership space. So I'm not going to read through all the slide, but the bottom line is the stronger you are as a leader, the stronger your staff is going to be. Okay? The weaker you are, and this is all in your notes. You can start looking at your notes, by the way, now and, and write notes. So. Thank you for all those rule followers that didn't turn the page, but now you can turn it. Um, so <clears throat> a couple things right here. Um, when those bad apples are in the office that we hate addressing because it's scary, and that's a whole other workshop that I can give, but um, you really need to address those because those bad apples spoil the whole bunch girl or guy. Okay, And so as a leader, if you're not taking action, um, your employees will notice, and guess what's going to happen? They're not going to stick around. They're going to leave, and you just lost all that training and all that brain power and all that intellectual property, okay? Um, I wanted to uh, read this lack of leadership quote at the bottom. Over half the workers who are looking for a new job believe their supervisor doesn't know how to lead a team. And these um, stats come up and up. But people don't leave companies for money. They leave it because they don't have a good leader, okay? Today, I'm going to give you a bunch of tips that are all in your notes on how to become better leader in an hour. Um, one of the things, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if anyone knows what the answer to this is, what is the one single most important tool that changes slightly year to year? It's an actual thing that some of us probably have in our practices, and I would guess most don't. Does anyone know the answer to this? And this is in your notes, so you don't have to take pictures. Oh, who said that? Who said that? Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, a handbook. How many the employee handbook? The employee handbook. The that is the golden nugget answer. How many people in this room, be honest, because we're being transparent today, how many people do not have a handbook? And it's okay, because most of us don't. 
Thank you for being honest. That's all I'm going to say about this, but the beautiful thing about employee handbook is performance expectations. Okay, so when that bad apple comes in, remember the handbook that you signed? Let's talk about that coming in late every day. And as you can see in our handbook, there's only three times for the month, the year, whatever's in your handbook, that we can be acceptable to be late. So what can we do to help support you get to work on time? Okay, so that would be something, an expectation. You can help performance manage with it. It sets expectations. It helps with that strategy. Um, remember you said you didn't know where you were going? The handbook is really that guide. That's all I'm gonna say. If you don't have one, get one. And if you do have one and you're not using it, make sure you're using it. So this is open for everyone. What are the benefits of sourcing great talent and retaining them? Shout it out really loud, because we might not, these are just one word or two word answers. Higher morale. Say that again. Higher morale. Okay, excellent, this. higher morale. What I want you to do is think about your own value proposition. So think about, and I always like to use Starbucks, even though it's not my favorite, but um, when you're getting coffee, okay, it doesn't have to be Starbucks, but let's say you're walking down the street and there's five coffee shops to pick from. Which one do you go to? You don't need to answer, I'm just reflection questions, okay? Which one do you, you don't need to answer it yet. But thank you for being energized, stop. <laughs> so you're gonna pick the one that speaks to you because they've done some good branding or because they're, they know their audience, right? They've done their planning, they're strategic, they know, okay? So that's where I want you to get in your head. What's gonna make someone apply to your practice and stay at your practice? What is it that you're doing? What is your unique value proposition? Is it that you focus on the underserved community? Is it that you focus on children? Is it that you have um, different colors and TVs in your office? I mean, I don't know what it is, but what is it that's gonna bring them to your practice? Okay, so these are the things that you really need to think about. It's not just running the business. You need to think about that branding. The exceptional candidate experience just doesn't happen. It has to be strategic. Okay, so again, going back to that exercise, you don't know where you're going, you have to think, who is it that's gonna work in my office best? Is it someone with this personality like me? Is it someone who's a little bit more calm and professional? And you know, what is it? What are those skills? What are those attributes that you're looking for in that person? Okay, with that said, let's talk about sourcing. So this is where we get into some group work. So in your handouts, and I'm gonna borrow this again, thank you. On the very bottom of the page, I want you to get with groups of two to five people, whatever's comfortable, if you need to turn around, whatever. And this is where you get to help each other. So what are the most effective ways to source for candidates? How do you guys do it most effectively? How have you heard other practices have done it? All right, everybody have their best idea? Everybody have their spokesperson? Michelle and Jeff are gonna be ready to run to the mic. Um, and if they can't get to the edges, just yell it out loud. Word of mouth. Okay, word of mouth. Okay, how many had word of mouth raised, just raise their hand, the spokesperson just raised their hand. The spokesperson, okay, so a lot of us had word of mouth. Okay, so rule number one of this game, no repeating. Otherwise, you gotta come up and give us a dance if you repeat. Okay, all right, so next. Okay, oh, yours, no repeats. Okay, we got hands, got hands. Okay, yeah. Hello? We have a deed. Indeed. I'm sorry. Indeed. Like oh, the indeed. I thought she had a deed to the title of something. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm, I think I need some hearing aids or something. Okay. Okay. Uh, indeed. Does everyone know what indeed is? Okay, good. Okay, great. Um, oh. 
from other like retail customer service related jobs, like if somebody impresses you somewhere, give them your card and say, hey. Love I that, love that one. If you see someone hot at the bank and not hot as in looks, but hot as in service and eye contact and the thing around the neck, excellent idea. Facebook mom, ooh, Facebook mom groups. Oh, that's another good one, Facebook mom groups. And guess what? They have people in college that they're trying to help and getting a little part-time job for them would really help out that mom, wouldn't it? Who's next? Yeah. Uh, we have from your patient base. From your patient base. Excellent. Love that. Like frame reps and stuff that come into the office. Like trying to recruit them to work for you? Yes, or if they know other people that um, are looking or trying to leave the practice no, that they're Do you at. know somebody? Right. I, love, I love your vibe. You know, I love how you service us. Do you know anybody else? So asking for those referrals. Excellent. Anybody over here? Um, from all the schools around us, sometimes they have like rotating, um, when they're graduating, they go and they work at each Rotations. office and then you can hire them afterwards. Yes, or internships, excellent. Someone in our group uh, uses a hiring agency. Okay. <laughs> so what is the theme of this presentation I said at the beginning about? No, oh, money. What I say it should be? For yourselves, low to no. Agencies cost a lot of money. Okay, that is not the best hiring. Gong on that answer. Don't use agencies unless you are desperate. Okay, don't use them. <laughs> so right. for us, we used Indeed for over a year and people were not showing up for their interviews. They would give us a working, we would schedule them a working interview, they wouldn't show up. Okay. We would get a phone interview and it would work. So we used Indeed, we used Facebook, we used everything, so we cut everything out and went to a hiring agency and I've got two wonderful, amazing people off of them. If you can afford it, do it. If everything that we talk about today doesn't work, remember I said if you're desperate, do it, okay? But it costs money. How much do they charge you? Is it like, uh, it's usually between 15 to 35% of the annual salary plus bonus. I'm not going to give you the, that. Okay. Um, fortunately, the doctor knows the price. He okay. actually well, knows Well, I just her. told you what the price is. Okay. <laughs> so um, anyway, um, some, some agencies may give you a crack if they're desperate and they need help, but if you don't want to work with them, if they're desperate. How about automotive students? Automotive students? Yeah, I think that, yes, that's what someone said. Great. Um, yeah. We do a lot with community outreach, and we meet a lot of people that way, and they love what we're doing. So community, a big start of them, community outreach. And because um, when you do community outreach, what are you doing specifically? Save that microphone. What does that mean? What is community, what are you actually doing? We do a lot of health fairs, charities. We do a lot of health fairs, charity events in our area, like golf outings. I'm loving all this, and you're going to see this in some of my slides. Great. We do a lot of networking. This is an engaged, strategic plan. When people can experience you and your brand and what's going to bring you to that other coffee shop, that's what's going to drive people to your office, patients as well as employees. Our offices. Beverly, you're going to have to dance because you're repeating. <laughs> oh, 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 I'll go up there. That's why I wanted to okay, do that. You can add, please add to it. I'm teasing you. No, that's a community um, community outreach, outreach has yes. been my brand at our, our so office. So what do you do specifically for your community outreach? So we actually will close our office half day and have our actual staff go out there and do that so it actually it. is telling our staff that's our brand as well. Love it. Okay. 
One more. You, this is all great. Go ahead. We've asked our coworkers if they have ever worked with anybody that was spectacular in any other offices. Employee referrals, yeah. great. Now, now there is research on employee referrals. Um, I'm not gonna share it all, but um, the bottom line is they are usually pretty good connections, okay? Now, curious, do you pay for your employee referrals or give a spiff or anything? No, we don't. See, because some of the research says you don't have to pay. And with us, we're all mm -hmm. about family. Our, yep. our coworkers are our family. And so if they know of somebody that they want to bring in yes. because they love them and yes. they want to work with them, then that's really all they want. Yes. Awesome. So great ideas. You guys are nailing it. And you're going to be so proud of yourselves when I reveal the top ways. And here they are. Staff referrals, speaking or networking at events, college websites and online career events, social media and online job boards. Some of people's sometimes it's all in your notes you don't have to take pictures okay um, so these are the, the top ways to find people so boosting your brand in the community again these folks have nailed it I'm not gonna read all this it's in your notes there are ways to get out into community to get your brand out there if you're hiding in your practice all day and I love Beverly's idea of how she gets the employees out there so that they can know what your brand is as well they got to be that walking talking brand as they're the ones that are dealing with with the patients every day. So let's just um, define the difference between um, engagement and enablement. So this is the staff and retention effectiveness formula. It is in your notes. So engaged staff, they wanna do it. They have passion, they have commitment, they're interested in it. Um, enablement is are they able to do it? Are they able to get to that tool? Do they have the tool? Have they been trained on the tool? Okay. So you, they, have, they can't always just have the passion and the commitment. They have to have the tools. If you don't provide folks with the tools to get their job done, they're going to get frustrated, they're going to leave, and you're going to start all over again. Not fun. So sometimes it is worth it to invest in that extra tool and even ask employees their ideas, which we're going to talk about in just a little bit. What can we do to help you do better at XYZ? Or how can we support you more? What ideas do you have? What, would, what do you think will help us, okay? When you engage, it's the little necklaces around, you're making me feel important, okay? Ask them about what the solutions are, okay? That really helps engage employees. Okay, so how do you guys rate? So, we are known, and I want anyone who can honestly answer this to raise your hand. We are known for our amazing staff who get up to speed quickly, get along with others, and do more than what's expected. Oh, and by the way, they do want to stay around. They're not leaving. How many people can raise their hand? Okay, several. This is great. So I just want to hear from maybe two folks we haven't heard from yet. And I think there were some over here. Can you just give us two tips of how you do this? So we had a bunch of hands over in this corner here. At our office, due to COVID, we have a restriction on our, we can't, our, with our staff. So we decided to do four four weekdays. We closed every Friday, Friday Saturday. Did we Saturday. talk on the bus last night? Oh, I love this story. Go. Yeah, and so uh, we we come in. We work seven thirty to five. We work four days a week, and we work harder because we get the weekend every weekend off. So. Yep. Thank you. Very good. Wait, and then you, there was more to that story. What about this this conference? Oh, about the doctor. She brings us to our conference. Yes. And she pays her everything. We. Uh, she, she pays us for being here. Every how many days we sit in class, she pays us for the whole weekend. That's so, right. Yeah. That's right. Okay, so I just wanted to say that because that makes that practice unique. Okay? 
Now, it is, is it an investment? Absolutely, to pay them for their time away from the office? Absolutely. But what about that investment in that person? How are they feeling with the necklace? Okay, very important, okay? Um, and guess what? Nobody ever wants to wake up on a Monday morning and go to a job they're never gonna learn anything from. They wanna keep learning. So even though your practice is small or large, and it's just us, I mean, we're not a big company, that's an excuse. I mean, yeah, it's true, but how, what can we do versus what can't we do? So these are all some ways that you can invest in your people. With that said, here's some, we're gonna dig down into the statistics of the business case. Um, and engaged staff help companies outperform those by 200%. 200%, these are stats that are real. I didn't make these up, okay? Um, and this is all IBM research for all you people out there that want to know where I got these numbers. Um, I'm not gonna read these, but you can see it. They are in your handouts, okay, on page three. three. Thank you, Lindsay, all right? Now, when you look at the US workforce overall, only 25% are engaged, which means they're able to do the job and they wanna do the job, okay? Think about your payroll right now. If only 25% of the people in your practice, and maybe they're not, but if only 25%, what's that costing you? Okay, a lot. So oftentimes, I, and I was just talking to someone in the elevator somewhere in the last day or two, and I remember, how do you guys do it? I mean, you have to be the technical people and the clinical people and the business people and the hurrah people and, and this and that and uh, HR and everything. How do you do it? It's a lot, and they don't teach you that in school, right? So hopefully, these kind of things will help you make this happen. If you've enjoyed the Practice Advantage podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. And if you want to take your practice to the next level for the sake of your patients, your team, your community, and your bottom line, give us a call. 1-800-959-2020, option three. See you next time.